0: Happy hump day everybody. Welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsports. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. Joining me as always on Wednesday back from his one day respite as a Betsports golfer, Mr. Andy Molitor. And I was surprised to learn Andy, um, hockey starts on Friday. We have like a hockey season.
1: There is, uh, yeah, I've seen people betting preseason hockey. Hockey starts, baseball postseason is uh, right around the corner. Like, all this shit starts before the NBA, even though I'm more excited. And, yeah, the NBA was deep in our brains last night with that uh, that game of Scoot and Vic. And um, as you've seen in the thumbnail, Ho-You-Fat, our new favorite French player. I think he's from Gu- uh, French Guinea or uh, however you say that. Um but he is uh, in the French League, and that is his real name. The most French Guiana. French Guiana. I would say French Guinea, which is a
0: – Probably say, racist.
1: Probably an epithet. The
0: Italian half of me should like be upset Italian about this. People, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, uh, I forgot Alex is Italian. Jesus. just
0: It's okay. I instantly. think we have the most like pejorative terms for us. Dago, Greaseball, wop. I mean, really? not that I want to get into a competition here. Especially really one that I might good. win.
1: You have a pretty big, as far as uh, for European countries, I'll say you win, but yeah, definitely. You have a long list, and boy, we got uh, Yeah, his wife
0: must <laughs> We are way game. off track.
1: Way off track immediately. Uh, we're going to bet on some stuff today, too, but that was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of people get their first glimpse of honestly, unless there's some injuries, the pretty much locked in, no doubt, 100-unit um, whale play, first two picks of the NBA draft, so If you think uh, teams aren't tanking, you would be wrong. There will be some teams who have low expectations who will try to find some ways to sit their decent players when they're playing teams. They have some sort of worry about actually winning a game, especially late in the season to get a few more lottery balls. And uh, yeah, we'll get deeper into that as we get through the NBA season, but we'll start again. in I do, oh yeah, the Czech Republic. We're going to start the Czech Republic. Um, I misclicked a little on that bit of a – who did you parlay her with the next morning?
0: Cassie
1: I misclicked a bit too much on that, so thank God for that. Um, That one turned out well. I was pretty happy. (laughs) Honestly, the least sweaty leg was the shorter leg. We were talking about Greg Oden just a minute ago, but the Kvitova leg was a little sweaty with Para taking the second set, but yeah, Kasip Kina trucked the next day, so happy to have that parlay. So I've got some tennis money laying around and looking to reinvest. Um, so sell me this pen.
0: Totally awesome tennis picks today because that's it, just totals. Um, as I start to look at some of these matches, a lot of the money lines look pretty solid to me. Um Hopefully you didn't sprinkle too much on Jeannie Bouchard. That match was close. She got a set, but not the match. Plus 400. We will be betting Jeannie for real at some point at plus 400. But for now, we'll start with um, this first total here. The first set over nine and a half games in Kvitova Bedosa. That gets underway here probably shortly after the show ends. I think that's next match up in Ostrava. Um, and again, indoor courts really fantastic for servers. We've seen a lot of seven fives, a lot more tie breaks than we're used to seeing in the WTA. Bedosa, especially, is a player this year that has just been a model of those long first sets, short second sets in the WTA. Really thought hard about betting the over here, but at nine and a half games, I was seeing, you know, plus money, even places, just looks really great to me. Um, Would have this closer to 10 and what a total I think is going to close around 22. Should be a very competitive first set, like the nine and a half, and again, happy to stack there. Same thing here, krejcikova Um, You know, not that I like to rely on head-to-head too much, but it's always good, Andy, when you click and see. All three matches they've played have all had a 7-5 or 7-6 first set over nine and a half games. Again, Krejcikova took care of business for our under yesterday, but if you go back and look, 7-5, 6-2. Again, some really long first sets of so Strava serving has been really good. For whatever reason, the second set has been kind of just a blowout. And As long as that continues, I'm happy to keep betting these first set overs again. Both of these here were at uh, plus money or better than standard juice. So go ahead and grab those. And then an over two and a half sets bet. These are rare. Unfortunately, you don't get a big number. Usually it's like
1: 50, 60 at the best. What the, is it just because we have such a heavy favorite? Uh,
0: That's really what it is. The match total itself is only a 20. Um, I would have that closer to 20 and a half. Although. And, you know, as much as that's kind of a key half game, I love this number much better. Um, Potapova is the type of player that when she wins, wins sets quickly and blows through opponents. But every single time they've played, it's gone three sets. Again, you don't want to look too much at head-to-head, but it's just a nice little cherry on top of what I look at should be a pretty high variance match. Again, most of the time, this is probably Potapova 2-3, Potapova 3-3, maybe 3-4, something like that. Nice and quick, but... Um, she just loses sets, um, is a very erratic player. Zidantic, much more solid here. And being in Monastir, where the courts are a little bit slower, if this was an Ostrava, I'd probably stay away from this. Potipo which should be able to kind of serve around some of her troubles, but a little bit of slower courts here. I think Zidancic has a great chance to steal a set. And if she does, I think we definitely go to three. So plus 185. I had this closer to plus 155, 160. So love this plus 180 or better. And you should be able to find that just about everywhere. So Convito Medosa, that'll start shortly after the show. The other two, Benchich, Kredge, first set over, and Zidancic, Potopo, over two and a half sets. Those will be early tomorrow morning.
1: I'm all over it
0: all right make sure you click the right numbers
1: yeah and overbet
0: is these ones again
1: i just as i love
0: the overbet martingale
1: yeah sometimes you just do it and you do it and it happens uh, (laughs) all right golf i talked about my outrights if you want to catch it um we've it's been it's the off season sort of it's swing season these tournaments still have decent fields but it's they know what where their bread's buttered is going up against football it's in the fall like this. Uh, a lot of the best golfers take some time off. So, uh, you know, the, the pots, the pots, the purses are a little smaller. The events are a little less flashy. But the the thing is, like, money wagered on this golf still pays the same for us. So I'm fine betting into all these. Uh, I think there's actually some softer markets, which stinks because I didn't have a great week last week. But I'm going back to the well with a few things and – Something I've been incorporating a little more has been European data. They call it the DP tour, which I'm not super wild about that being their uh, short acronym, but I have looked deeper into some of these guys that uh, do play on the DP world tour and someone I've really kind of dialed in on Thomas Detry. I think it's probably someone I used to bet against because my, uh, my Euro tour numbers weren't great. Um, We are up at elevation. We talk about this a little sometimes with tennis, especially with baseball when you get to uh, Denver, but this is one of the highest, if not the highest spot, especially on this side of the pond. And there is a case to be made for bombers. This is a bomber. Thomas Detry hits the ball country mile. I think last year on the tour, he was top five as far as distance. I'm going to have to double check that. He's a He's a good player. He's probably going to end up more... Uh, On the tour, he was uh, 11th overall for driving distance last year. That came up quite a bit, 315 on average. His tour average over here is even higher than that. I think he is going to be just fine considering his approach game has been pretty good. And he's going to have short approaches into a lot of these holes because he's going to be hitting the ball country mile at elevation. He's finished 12th at the Fortinet, 9th last week. He is uh, in fields like this, he is a threat to go top ten any week. And Ricky Fowler is again not a guy I like to bet on. He's been better. In fact, he was really good. He really played well tee to green. I think he has played well, you know, in California in general times, but uh, missed the cut the last two years here. And little context to, you know, he hasn't played well over the last two years. He's kind of a hit or miss. Uh, like last year, this time of year, he had kind of a rough summer, missed the cut at the Shriners, then the next week went out and played really well at the CJ Cup. So he's kind of feast or famine. Like he played really shitty at the St. Jude despite putting well. And then, like I said, tops, he's sixth last week, or uh, excuse me, two weeks ago at the Fortinet. Didn't play last week. So I'm uh, I'm fading Ricky Fowler at this price, Minus 111 this is a full tournament matchup. I think Detry is probably should be a little bit bigger favorite considering where he's at this career compared to old Ricky. And uh yeah, I'll have some more stuff. I'll have some daily matchups as we go through the week. Hopefully uh matchups turn out a little better than they did last week. That was uh, disappointing for a few a few reasons. I kind of I think I went to the wrong data sources, and that's what sucks about a four day matchup like that. There's nothing you can do. Like I I you can sort of buy out, I guess. I had you know, I had bet on Harris English and then later in the week I bet against Harris English in daily matchups, which was I I was perfectly happy going against him once I realized that he just was not right yet, despite uh, you know, reports that he was looking better off that hip injury.
0: I this it's a big flip for you. You were a big Harris English guy. Now you're going against Harris English, I know, been an honest but... detri fellow. What you gotta do, folks? You gotta change.
1: It's my hair. I've always been big Harris English.
0: I bet I essentially bet
1: on Harris English for the tournament uh, by betting on Keith Mitchell, who is the exact same person. <laughs> Keith Mitchell, Harris English, Hudson Swafford, that whole group. They all they all went to Georgia. They all live on Sea Island. They all kind of look alike, honestly. Like if you put them in button-down Oxford's and colored slack shorts, be like, just like what frat is this? You know, like. And whatever frat they have at georgia so that's where they all went but uh speaking of that part of the country and old injured players <laughs> in total wednesday another wonderful one what do we it's a double dip you have a little bonus pick for win total wednesday
0: um, one of my favorite bets um of the of the year it's something you see every single season in the nba there's just certain teams that carry over momentum from seasons past. Um, You know, you look at this Miami Heat roster, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. What a team this would have been in 2019, 2020. Who, baby, would these guys be good? Probably number one seed in the East. Unfortunately, it is not. It is 2022. Uh, Kyle Lowry, one of my favorite players, a real Philadelphian, former Villanova player, left the city for college. Really been a great player. Loved him as a Raptor. Um, just one of my favorite players in the NBA. It is getting precipitously worse every single year. It's tough being a short guard in the NBA, night tonight, and especially as you get older and some of your physical gifts wear down. Jimmy Butler still is the nuts with you know the ball in his hand at the end of the game. The problem is I don't know how many of those games he's going to be playing and how many of the games are going to be close at the end. He continues to pick up more and more injuries every year. And is another guy that uh, his age a little more gracefully than I thought he would. But I expect, again, him to take another step backward. Victor Oladipo, uh, somebody everyone is optimistic again that is going to come back and be healthy. I am not. Tyler Hero just got the bag. Got a huge pile of money um, for somebody who is very limited in terms of what he can do defensively, if anything. And offensively seems to find less and less space as each season comes. Bam out of bio, it's going to be another year of us hoping that he can take that step to be a top five to 10 NBA player. And again, it's just it seems like you're asking for a lot for a team that is going to be relying on big minutes from Max Strus and Caleb Martin and Dwayne Dedman and Gabe Vincent. That assuming everything works out. I mean, one Jimmy Butler injury to this team, one Bam out of bio injury, and this thing falls off the rails quickly. So forty nine and a half regular season wins. I have them closer to forty four, forty five. Um, looks more like a 500 team to me than it does a contender for the top seed in the east and to miss the playoffs plus 650 looks fantastic to me um would have this closer to maybe plus 200 something like that and could even make a case for a lower number given the propensity for some of these older players to get hurt it's just there's all this optimism these guys can stay healthy I don't think there's any Notice the fact that a guy like PJ Tucker steps out, he was a big piece for them last year. And there's just not a trade to be made. Um, Everybody thinks Pat Riley is gonna, you know, reach into his magic bag, sprinkle some dust on some first round draft picks they don't have or probably won't be good anyway. And tie them up to Tyler Hero for something. I just don't see it. I don't understand what the optimism is for this Miami Heat team. We're just gonna run it back. And as good as Folster is, he's probably the best coach in the league give me the unders here under 49 and a half to miss the playoffs. And we'll probably be betting against the heat pretty regularly here to start the season.
1: I had a thesis about the NBA last night because we were talking about NFL teams, you know, once they reach this level in their progression, like, and I'm talking like dynasty mode on, on the video games, like we're talking long-term macro several years. Like once a team gets to a certain level where they know, Hey, I'm the chiefs, I'm the bills. We're going to compete to win the Super Bowl. Maybe they don't sit and look at the betting odds, but even if they don't understand that they're the favorites in the betting market, they understand that they're one of the favorites and one of the best teams. Like nobody's that oblivious to how good they are. And you, we talk about games like that where, hey, we're not going to put everything on film because we'll probably be playing this team in the playoffs. And sometimes, sometimes you see vanilla schemes, vanilla offenses from NFL teams, and kind of a lot of there's a lot of analogy to NBA teams. Where you end up with these teams, where you say like the the fucking malaise, you know, comes over these teams as they go through the stretch of these eighty-two game seasons, knowing damn well, hey, you know, we're we're Milwaukee, we're the net. Well, the Nets are a great example. Of the Nets here, but you know, like we're one of the best teams. We're going to compete. We're likely going to be in the conference finals. And I wondered about that if there was like, and I hate to end point, but I wanted to go look at like. Team is, I'm just like outlining a project live on the air before I get to this Champions League bet. Team is projected to have uh, top six as far as win totals in their conference. Team fulfills those things. What was that team against the spread from like all star break on? So I feel like, I feel like, you know, a team is playing well. A team was supposed to play well, they're living up to expectations, and then you get to like February, March, April, and it feels like you could probably maybe not bet against that team straight up to just lose those games, but they're, those teams always seem to be like overvalued, just in general, because uh, they're just not giving it, uh, they're not giving it 100% for that last three months. It's like, especially now where it's teams don't seem to give a fuck if they're the one seed or not. So that's my NBA thesis. I should have wrote this out in the chat. I said I was going to be better in the NBA chat just now, but uh, we'll
0: work. On I think it. you might have more success looking at the first half of the season. Um, a lot of yeah. those better teams take off in the early couple months of the year, and then you'll start to see and tighten things up a little bit um, through January, February, and then maybe there's a little bit of downturn end of March, April, as you're trying to keep guys healthy for yeah, the season. Yeah, maybe
1: I'd break it into sections and kind of look at, you know, how but I
0: think you could be. find some time where, yeah, there, there is almost certainly some value in fading all these teams that are projected to be really good because we know it's a long season, and it's uh, not everybody is given 100% every night for sure. I don't.
1: They should see me like on Wednesday nights, deep dive, for week five. There's just not a bunch of good games. I actually have more bets than I thought it would for the NFL this week. So <laughs> Tune in tonight. I'll have like six looks. There's a, there's a few games I bet on last night, a few games I bet this morning, uh, which leads something. us into the UCL. This match starts in roughly one hour from now. Red Bull, Leipzig, and I never remember if it's Celtic or Celtic. I'm, I'm gonna Celtic. say I'm gonna say Celtic. I feel like it's Dan. Dan was like getting ready to correct me. He was typing it before I even asked the fucking question. So it is Leipzig and Celtic. Um, RBL has been scoring or having scored a lot on in and Bundesliga is generally high scoring. It's a fun league, but they have had three or more goals in their last three Bundesliga games. Uh, the the Madrid game, their last Champions League game, did stay under. But the game before that, if you remember, I bet them, I bet the over in the Leipzig Shakhtar match, saying like Leipzig might score four goals on them, it might be four to one. It was four to one. But uh, the Ukrainian side was the winner of that match. Very odd outcome. Shakhtar was just they were ready that day. And then Celtic plays in the Scottish Premier League it's hard to take some of those results and actually compare it to bigger leagues, but they did, uh, they, they do tend to have higher scoring matches. Uh, They gave up three to Madrid. I think they're liable to give up at least that uh, to Leipzig. The other CL match was Shakhtar. I think that was a one, one draw. Yeah. That odd, I, I, I guess I'm never going to have a grip on Shakhtar and what they're doing, but uh, I do see this one going over with just uh, being a home match for Leipzig and kind of needing this based on where the standings are. So Leipzig by 100, over 3, minus 116. I actually got it at 115. I found it. And then uh, yeah, I need, I, I did put some parlays together for that. In fact, you know what, fuck, I'll read off my... Students. Come on! What's better? Like, I like an any goal scorer parlay So anyway, <laughs> Mappe to score Ooh. in the PSG match versus Benfica. Erling Holland to score Twice, uh, kids calling that a brace. I call it a twofer. That is plus 100. Real Madrid. I just said I can't get a grip on this team. Real Madrid, Shakhtar, Donstock. Both teams to score. Yes, uh, Madrid's definitely getting on the score sheet, and Shakhtar just is unshut outable, apparently. Um, and then this one, the same match over two and a half. The alt line paying 185 for that half goal. And then Salzburg, your other Austrian squad there. FCs are your other RBL squad. Our other Red Bull looking team. This is the Austrian version. Salzburg, beautiful city. If you guys like the sound of music, a lot of it was filmed in that area. Uh, Versus Dynamo Zagreb, under three and a half. That is another alt line. That was very juicy. Parlay pays 14 to one. So don't put a lot of money on that, but that is my fun parlay for the Champions League, um, if nothing else. And did we
0: include the Leipzig total in that? I want to make sure that I have Yeah, so it's
1: the Leipzig alt total, over
0: 2.5. Gotcha. Leipzig over 2.5, Salzburg under 3.5, Shakhtar both teams to score, and Bappe scores, Hovland 2-plus goals.
1: Yep. Easy peasy, 14-1. to onesie. And that's the beautiful thing of – Lock uh, it up. That's the beauty of – like people can shit on bovada all they want if you want to play a stupid soccer parlay, you can basically put together anything they They'll want. I know a lot of legal books have a ton of options
0: probably whatever there. you want over there put some tennis futures in there who cares
1: uh yeah if i want to play if i want to play miss uh, the playoffs that's uh, that play in there alt lines i'm uh that's the first spot i'm checking so with that I wish we had the Champions League song we'd play us out. If you don't know that, go look it up on YouTube. That's a banger as well. It's up there with One Shining Moment and basically all the other cool anthems. So we will catch you guys mañana for some Thursday night football talk. Everybody's hurt, but we're still going to bet it anyway. Leg Show says Sevilla Dortmund draw. Donate that. I love a good draw bet. So we'll catch you Thursday for some football talk.